With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. He's a well-respected high school football scout. Known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. He's a well-respected national high school football recruiting analyst. Craig, Craig Biggins. Together they bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith, on the campus of USC. Just finished up the elite camp here with my partner, Greg Biggins, GB. What it do? What up? That was close. Close call, huh? Close call, man. I need you to jump on board, man. You got this microphone. No, you know, you're over this there. It's a great camp. It, well, man. Like 100 kids. If that, can't they all be like this? I wish. Man, that was nice. The camp that was at on Sunday. 18,000? 700 kids in the first group. I heard there was like 1,800 total. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. They kept rolling them in. But no, today was today was awesome. And uh, got a chance to see some really good talent, compete against really good talent. And uh, some guys jumped out at me, but we'll talk about that as we kind of move along here, GB. Uh, so we're going to get into recruiting in just a second. We're going to recap a little bit from Sunday. We're going to talk a little bit about today on the Elite Camp. Uh, we got a sleeper of the week that I think has a huge future, literally and figuratively. Uh, we got a one to watch towards the end of the show, and uh, we're going to bring this baby to a close. But without further ado, GB, hit us with recruiting. So be thankful I'm not going to go over every single new offer. Because I think Fresno State, San Jose State, UNLV, and Nevada set a record for offering literally every kid from that camp on Sunday. This is true. So we're not going to go every kid. Although every kid that got an offer, we congratulate and salute you. That's awesome. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but some commitments. We got, got a lot of them this past week. How about uh, Grant Cannell, uh, Texas, out of the Houston area, is going to the University of Arizona. Not a huge surprise. He was committed to Kevin Sumlin and Coach Mazzoni at Texas A&M. So there's always already that connection there. And... Uh, that's pretty big for Arizona. No, it is. Getting a signal caller that's going to be able to distribute the football, run their spread offense. A big, strong kid, Grant Gamel, right? Plays out of Texas. He's surrounded by elite talent on his football team. Elite talent. Getting down to Arizona, he's going to be have to uh, digest that offense, be able to move and think quickly, get the ball out fast. He's a talented kid, Hall of Fame All-American quarterback. Congratulations to him and his family. Let's stay in Arizona. How about Joey Yellen? Mission Viejo High School going to Arizona State University. That's their second quarterback that they've taken. Uh, Joey also looked at uh, Georgia, Colorado State, and Oregon State. Were yeah. Kind of his final four. But I thought ASU was in a good spot. Once they took a quarterback, I wasn't sure if they would take a second one. But the plan all along was to take two. So really good fit for Joey. He's been kind of a... Kind of leaning that way for about two or three months now. Yeah. No, I like it. I like the fit. Joey runs a similar style offense um, over there in Mission Viejo with Chad Johnson. He's a guy that can orchestrate. He can be a general behind center. Uh, he's got an excellent arm. He's got excellent poise in the pocket. He's got some escapability that he doesn't show often, but it is there when I got a chance to go see him in person and kind of check him out at practice. It's a good pickup for the Sun Devils. Antonio Pearson Company, Herm Edwards, getting it done. How about Maris Talavo committing to Utah? Like it. Great pickup for them. Didn't even play last year as a junior. Yeah. Um, Dominate as a sophomore. Started for their national championship team two years ago. Right. And he's going to be their guy this year. Say he's 100% healthy. He took a visit there back in, I want to say he told me April. Uh, really connected well with Coach Harding, the offensive line coach. Likes Coach Winningham. And he just said it just felt like home. Felt like family. 
there for Utah. And Utah always does a good job recruiting the Polynesian kids. It's such a lot of a lot of Polys out there in Utah. And so I just think comfort level and, and family and just fit, it was all good for Maris Talavo. No, love Maris. Big physical kid. Plays the interior. Opposite Drake Metcalf over there. Bosco's there. You talk about two offensive guards that are going to be big time this year and highly recruited. Maris signing, or excuse me, committing to Utah, but I mean, a big physical role grader with nimble feet, a big old dancing bear going up to Utah, playing for Coach Whittington. Man, listen, Salt Lake City is a beautiful city, very underrated around the country. Maris Talavote, St. John Bosco, 2019 offensive guard. But Oregon State signed not one, but two linebackers. Um, ironically, neither one played a ton of linebacker last year. We had right. Ryan Frankie from Oaks Christian, who kind of played more deep, not played more, played all D tackle, D- yeah, D tackle, defensive end, yeah, about six four, two ten, yeah, played inside a lot. And I watched his film. I like him. Yeah, I think he's going to transition well to an outside backer, probably ideally in a, in a three four type. But he's long. He's going to put on some weight. But just watching him battle in the trenches as a two hundred ten pound guy, and he showed a lot of toughness. Yeah, a lot of toughness, a lot of quickness, a lot of toughness, a lot of aggressiveness. Um, a guy who's two ten playing in the interior, in the exterior. He has the versatility. Does he have the footwork? Can he stay on balance? Can he play in space? That'll be the question. That will be. But a great defensive staff over there um, at Oregon State. I think they're going to get the job done. And then Michael Erhart from Chaminade, who played more safety yeah. than linebacker last year, uh, but good athlete. He ran a four six at the notoriously slow SoCal Regional in uh, in San Diego, or not in San Diego at the Chargers facility, um, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, little you know. Here you go. I'm just kidding. Chargers. <laughs> I, like, I like the Chargers. You guys are all right. But Erhart, no, he's a good athlete though. You, you see the you see the film and you see him running kickoffs back, yeah. and, and he can run around for sure. About six one, six two, two ten ish. He's got a frame to get bigger. I think it's an underrated pickup. I think this is a kid who's going to have a really good senior season. He comes highly recommended from our guy, Chris and Blake Anzalados. They nice. love the guy. That's good enough for me. I think this is a guy who's going to have a big senior year and might have more school. I can, I can see Oregon State might have to battle with a few other schools because yeah. I think once they see him, I think he's got a chance to be pretty good. I'm always a big fan of guys in high school moving from the back end to the front end. Mm-hmm. Right? You want to maximize speed and athleticism in that front seven. Urquhart playing mostly a strong safety last year. Moving sideline to sideline. Reminds me of a young Bo Calvert. Remember when Bo Calvert, when he was a sophomore, he played safety over to Oaks Christian. Um, and then he moved down to a linebacker, outside linebacker position. Urkel Hart kind of cut out the same mold um, in terms of frame and speed and athleticism. I like the pickup. You got to be athletic, especially in the Pac-12. Pac-12 after dark is a monster yeah. on those defensive players, no doubt. Yeah, no, good comparison. Calvert's probably a little bigger, yeah. 6'4"-ish, but uh, athletically very similar. Hey, Paul Peferi committed to Purdue. That's Villa Park quarterback. Paul's a big 6'5 kid, and again, you look at the analytics, which I don't get too crazy about, but it does make you make you look. A lot of these quarterbacks getting drafted are multi-sport athletes in high school. Yeah. This is a kid who played four sports in high school. He's ran track this past year, threw the shot, ran the relays. He's played basketball and baseball, and obviously football is his main sport. So Paul Peferi narrowed it down to Oregon State and Purdue. He took his official visit this past weekend to Purdue, and uh, the Brom brothers, Jeff and Brian Brom, were the biggest reasons why. He said, you know, I want to go I can get developed and coached up, and those guys know what they're doing. No question. So for Paul, you look at a kid, real thin, about 6'6", 6'5", but he's probably maybe 175, so he's got a, a frame, but he's got a lot of those traits that when people miss on quarterbacks who get drafted highly, mm-hmm. it's he has a lot of those traits, which is a big frame, a big athlete, a guy you can kind of mold a little bit. He's a smart kid. He might be a guy who we have rated a little bit lower right now, but he could outperform guys who at the next higher. level who are rated higher than him. Yeah, no doubt about it. You talk about, you touched on GB, Jeff and Brian Brown. Brian Brown. Yep. Outstanding coaches. Mm-hmm. They've turned that Purdue program around instantly. Coming back to Villa Park, remember they signed a Villa Park quarterback, what was that, a year and a half mm-hmm. ago, two years ago? That's down there already. Paul Perfieri. Another commitment for the Brom brothers, Purdue on the rise. They got my guy George Carlaftis, one of my top defensive ends in the nation out of the Midwest area. Purdue on the rise and on the move. I don't know how long they're going to be able to keep Brom, <laughs> but uh, they're definitely getting the job done on the recruiting drill. I hope I don't butcher this name. The Washington Huskies got a kid oh, yeah. from Federway, Washington, middle linebacker named Alfonso Tuputala. Tuputala? Tuputala. Tuputala. I hope so. Tuputala. 
My guy, B-Huff, loves his kid. Yeah. Uh, he's a mid- middle linebacker. He watched him from the beginning of the offseason to the end and said he said he saw huge strides in terms of his athletic ability. People like to, you know, kind of diss and make fun of 7-on-7. Uh, seven seven. It's not real football. But for this kid... If you're an inside linebacker, you need to kind of work on your footwork, play Absolutely. in space. It was big for him, and I, I know that's what Huff said. Uh, trained by Tracy Ford, yeah. so he's a you know hardworking kid. He's a thumper, you know. He's a banger, downhill kid, yeah. but really improved his overall ability to, to move in space laterally because of a lot of the seven on seven he did with uh, with FSP and working with Tracy. No, no, I support that. Seven on seven is best built for corners and linebackers if you Mm -hmm. ask me linebackers being able to play versus quicker smaller faster opponents learning how to move in space understanding how to break down and and come up and play on balance moving your feet turning your hips finding a football i like it sounds like this guy took advantage of the circuit and uh woof Woof. going to coach peterson and those boys like you said uh gb a couple shows ago they do a great job recruiting these polynesian players They do. They Absolutely. do. Absolutely. And if you're, if you're a Polynesian player, you want to go, family and comfort is big for them. Sure. So when you have a school that already kind of has a, a good handful, you're going to be able to recruit more and more and more. Yeah. So you got to kind of get a couple first, and then, man, good Washington, good USC, both do a really good job. And we had a big decommitment this past week, Keith. We had Cameron Williams from Bakersfield. That's right. Decommitting from Oregon. He committed at the Oregon spring game. He decommitted. He's going to visit. Speaking of Wolf. Ooh. He's going to visit the Huskies this weekend. Yeah. And he's going to visit USC next weekend. Nice. We saw him today. Absolutely. For those who missed the opening of the show, maybe. Uh, we're at USC right now. We just watched the uh, Elite Camp. So Cam was out here on Sunday, and he's back here today. Uh, it's probably a pretty good sign for the Trojans if he's spent uh, the last three, two of the last three days on the, the USC Trojan campus. He said he still has interest in Oregon. Uh, he still will probably take an unofficial trip in July. You can't, can't take any more officials after June. Yeah. So he's got UW. He's got USC. Uh, Oregon is a, is a probable trip unofficially in July. And he wants to commit probably sometime in July, August. So he's still going to make an early summer decision. One thing that stands out to me when you talk about Cam is, you know, we talked about this on previous shows, GB, making a commitment on a trip, right? That energy is mm. up. Right? Mm-hmm. They're recruiting the heck out of you. You're feeling it. All right, coach, I'm committing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he kind of backed up off of that, which you kind of see that coming a little bit. But uh, Cam, you know, reprioritizing, reorganizing his thoughts as he's up there, Washington's up there. I like him. His coach says, hey, I think he's more of a safety than a corner. I like him at both. He can run, he can play the ball, he's aggressive, he got a big, strong head. So, uh, Cam Williams. He's, a, I think, is 100% safety, which made him out there working out with the corners. He, he was pretty good. He was yeah. pretty solid in coverage. He plays quarterback. Right. I've always felt like, you know, if you're a quarterback, you're going to have a good idea, you know, about routes. Of course. Right? If you're a receiver, you know, you see a lot of you know, people who can transition from quarterback to receiver you know how to run a route. You yeah. know, you're, you're supposed to sit and you know, how far to go. And, sure. Because nothing's more frustrating than a, for a quarterback than having some guy run the wrong route. Right? 18 to 16, you go like 18 to 15. or You just It'll run the right you. route. Yeah. It will kill you. Absolutely. We've got a whole bunch of offers. Keith, go with it. Um, actually, uh, let's break down like top five: Austin Jones, yep, running back from Bishop O'Dowd, Stanford, Cal, UCLA, Oregon, and Utah. Nice are his final five. I think I got my you my CB ball. is to Stanford. Yeah, right now he's yeah. been there multiple times. Right, he loves the running back coach. Uh, they need him. They need running backs bad, and they want to use him the way they use Christian McCaffrey. If you watched Austin play uh, for a guy named Kenyon, yeah, um, he's a great receiver in the seven on seven circuit. So, obviously, Christian McCaffrey was a pretty darn good receiver for Stanford. Yeah, wasn't bad at all. Like I've said before, man, if you're smart enough to get off from Stanford, you got to be smart enough to go there. You should be smart enough to go there. No doubt. No offense to Cal, UCLA, Oregon, and Utah. I love all four of those schools, but Stanford is my crystal ball choice right now. Uh, hot off the presses, Coach Keith. Chris Hudson from St. John Bosco just signed an offer from the USC Trojans. Chris was out there balling today. He was. He was. You talk about hyper competitive mm. that's Chris Hudson just hyper the, every time I see him he's in a full sweat he's working the hardest in drills and he's really trying to apply what coaches are teaching coaches love those types of kids hard worker 
coachable and is going to go out there and give me his best effort every rep. Made some plays out there. Looked great in drills. Just a big-time competitor. I love him. He was there all three days at the Elite 11 catching balls. Again, talk about being competitive, right? Yeah. LV Bunkley, I thought, had a great time. We'll get to the USC camp yeah. as well. I wouldn't be shocked if LV got an offer. I thought he did a, enough to get an offer today, too. I agree. But another hot off the presses offer, uh, the first one is Trillian Harris. Got an offer from Nevada. Nevada coaches were out there today along with the USC camp. So number one for for uh, freshman, yeah? Going to be a sophomore. sophomore. So 2021. 2021. Quarterback. Yeah. Made the move from Chaparral to Santa Margarita. Big lefty. Big lefty. Nice kid. Nice mom. We saw her out there today as well. Okay, offers. Going to come right through these. All right, rip it. Darnell Washington. Desert Pines. 2020 tight end. Tennessee. Tennessee was at the uh, Rising Stars camp on yes, Sunday, yes right? They were. Elias Ricks, Florida. Joan Collins, 2020 running back from Narbonne High School, Florida, Oregon State, and Tennessee, Keith. Jordan Banks. Jordan Banks. He's an impressive looking kid. Narbonne's an impressive looking kid. Narbonne. Team. <laughs> he got Tennessee. Yes. Anthony Beavers, Sarah High School, Florida, and Colorado State. Oh, yeah. Chris Street. Jay Sarah made the move from modern day to Jay Sarah. He's a 2020 running back, Keith. Oh, yeah. Chris Street got Florida and San Jose State. San Jose State offered about 3,000 kids on Sunday. My boy, Zoe Carter and company. Nathaniel Jones, Sand Beast. The Sand Beast. Got University of Florida. Josh Jackson, Narbonne, got University of Michigan. Oh, yeah. LV Bunkley Shelton, Michigan, UNLV, Oregon State, Miles Morrow, Mississippi State. He's a 2020 O-lineman out of modern-day high school. Makai Polk, former Dorsey Don. He's now at El Cerrito, I believe. Yes, El Cerrito. He got Fresno State, Oregon State, and Utah State. About Melquan Stovall, Sarah High School. Love him. Formerly of Periclete. Yep. The Fighting Dean (laughs) Harritons. He's now with the Fighting Scott Altenbergs. Fresno State, Hawaii. And Fresno State. I typed Fresno State twice for That's some okay. reason. Yeah, you got two offers from Two Fresno offers State. from the Bulldogs. That's right. They wanted Jojo that Forrest much. finally got an offer. Jojo Forrest. Jojo. Oh Joe. Utah State. That's hopefully the floodgates will open for Jojo Forrest. Two way guy. Our guy Chad Johnson is loving Jojo Forrest. Another guy who's under the radar, under recruited is Giles Jackson. Oh. He got a Hawaii offer. Yeah. Which I love Hawaii. Nick Rolovich, the yeah. fighting role. I covered Nick. Back in high school, but Giles Jackson is legit. No doubt. How about Cam Gardner with his first offers from UNLV and Cal Poly? Oh, yeah. A couple guys from Corner Del Mar, Ethan Garbers, younger brother of Cal quarterback Chase Garbers. Ethan is also a quarterback. He got an offer from the fighting Alonzo Carters at San Jose State. That would probably be their fighting Ryan Gunderson because he's the quarterback coach there. Oh, yeah. Dude, how about Mark Redmond, the big 250-pound tight end? Love him. He is blowing up right now. Love him. How about ASU? How about San Jose State? Oh, yeah. How about Colorado State? How about UCLA? Wow. How about Boise State? Wow. How about Michigan? Keep going. That's all in the last week. He's high as All the last week. Michigan, Boise, UCLA, CSU, San Jose State, ASU. Is he, on, is he more on fire than the Philly Freak? Gosh, man. He's only a 2020 kid, too, so he is wow. absolutely on fire. He's more on fire than Mike Trout last night hitting two bombs. Man, Trout is the man. He still man. lost the game, though. Dang it. Man, I went to an Angels game really quickly. Man, yeah. It's like the pitchers you, you can't throw the ball quick. past him. Don't be quick. It's like the pitchers can't throw the ball past Keep him. Keep going. Keep going. Dude, he, he stands in there like a gorilla that's Duh. got bananas being thrown, and he's just going to eat you up. You throw that ball down the middle. He's the GOAT. Yeah, I wouldn't throw it to him. i just walk him. Just walk him? Just walk him. They did walk him intentionally last night to get the Justin Upton and Upton struck out with the bases loaded. That's what you have to do. I don't know why people yeah. wouldn't do it more. Yeah. That dude's unbelievable. But Alex Austin, Long Beach Poly, oh, 6-1, yeah. long corner, got offers from San Jose State, New, <laughs> New Mexico, and Wyoming. Nice. But Michael Callahan from El Dorado, excuse me, from Yorba Linda High School. It's in the city of El Dorado. Yes. Uh, San Jose State, Drake Metcalf, St. John Bosco, 2020 O-Lyman, got ASU and Hawaii. Malik Murphy, 8th grader. ninth grader. Going to be freshman, a freshman. 2022. Got his first offer from Colorado State, Shout the Rams. Out. Shout out Malik Murphy. How about this? Don't call him an eighth grader. Call him a modern day freshman, Domani Jackson. How about USC, San Jose State, Illinois, Iowa State, and Colorado State for Domani Jackson? Someone at modern day told me 
the next Brew McCoy. That's what he said. Delaney Jackson. I, I get it. Freshman. Murder high school. I get it. But don't just put don't just put that on a guy. That's got to be earned. I get it. They're projecting it. Damani Jackson, congratulations, Jackson. big fella. Bo Collins. <laughs> 2021, St. John Bosco got USC, Florida, and Florida State. Probably got more best ones I wrote down. Oh, man. How about Jabari Kendall from Arcadia? Man, this guy can run some routes. This guy can run routes like no other. He got Hawaii. Jamar Simpson, he could run like a few others. He got Hawaii and San Jose State. Happy for him. If I'm Hawaii, I'm trying to get Simpson and Kendall. I'm going to put them both in the slot. And you you could cause some problems there. That would be something. Yeah, man. Uh, we got Stan Livingston from Lawndale. Stan. Got San Jose State. Looked good on Sunday. Yes, he did. Um, and that's it for offers. Had some had some recent and some current visits. Ethan Ray and Kyle Ford both visited Oregon last week. They loved it. I think Oregon is a serious player for both those two kids right now. Ethan Ray is taking an official visit to Florida this week. He's going to visit UCLA unofficially the following week. And then officially Colorado the following week after that. That's a lot of visits. Ethan Ray, he's getting his mileage up. He's Let me get that buddy pass, though, E-Ray. Let me get that. I'm going to need it. I think Ethan Ray, looking at right now, I think the main schools are probably Oregon, Colorado, um, Florida. Yeah. And then probably UCLA. That's probably the schools for him right now. Kyle Ford, he said he wasn't even looking at Oregon until the visit. Then he loved the visit. Is, does anybody have a beat on Kyle? I mean, Gene, I don't – he's an enigma. Nobody knows where he's going. Nobody knows where he's leaning. Do you have any? What's your, yeah, your crystal ball? My, say, my, right, right now, it's early. Because I, I think early on, I think everybody everybody said USC just because we've seen that movie. Yeah, local kid, USC likes, and they've offered, but they haven't really turned up the heat on him just yet. But the schools that I keep hearing mentioning the most with Kyle is, is probably Colorado. Okay, um, he's been out there. Um, he's going out there again officially. Next week on the 22nd. Okay. He's got a great relationship with the coaches. He loves Coach Cheverini. Yeah, Chev. Coach Chev. And then uh, and I, I actually heard UCLA mention quite a bit with Kyle. And now I think Oregon. So I I would say that might, that might be his top, kind of a loose, fluid top three. Would probably yeah. be no order. Colorado, Oregon, UCLA. When USC turns the heat, I think yeah. they'll be a, a serious option. But he wants to play right now. And he knows USC just took a couple of really good receivers. And they have some good young talent. So I think you. early playing time is big. Uh, Chris Steele, he's always visiting somewhere. He is going to uh, um, officially visit South Carolina this weekend. That's an official visit. Nice. He's been there unofficially. And then he will go the next week, June 22nd, to USC. That'll be an official visit. And that's going to be it for him. Chris Steele spent some time with him this Sunday at the camp. He was just there as an observer. It's funny how those coaches were sneaking around him and trying to get his eye contact and whatnot. But Chris um, had a good conversation with him. He's got his head on straight. He's really focused on his upcoming season and excited about his upcoming trip to South Carolina. I know that he likes them very much, likes Coach Muschamp, likes what – uh, what he's produced at a defensive back position over the years in college football. So look out for those Gamecocks. Spurs up. South Carolina. We'll see what happens. Yeah, watch out for Florida as well. Ron English has done a great job. There's no question about it. Chris he was at the camp, and uh, yeah. I can imagine that he gave Chris a couple of glances. Oh, yeah. There's no question about that. Oh, yeah. But USC gets that last visit. Yeah, we've talked and about end that. End of the day. Yeah. I always think it's really tough for some of the California kids who grew up wanting to go to a certain school when it's right in your face to say no to that. So uh, we shall see. Hey, J.R. Waters, Oxnard, is going to take an unofficial visit this Friday to Oregon. Oh. I would put him on quack watch. I hear that. You know what quack watch is? Oh, yeah. means a duck commit. He could be He could be looking seriously at committing to Oregon. You, need, you, need, you know what you need to do? What do I, what do I need to do? You need to uh, copyright that right now. Quack watch. Unfortunately, it's already out there. I'm still, I'm really? still in that. Yeah, I, I think our site, 24 7, the Oregon site, has, has, has already kind of put You guys that out got there. no swag over there Quack to Oregon 24 7? Hey, man, they listen to the show. Give them some love. My guy, Kevin Wade, is a big, big proponent of the show, and he puts the link on the message board. So, hey, K Wade. K Wade. The Quack that's, Watch. That's our guy, Quack Watch. Hey, man, co copyright there. I like that. That's got <laughs> some swag to it. Um, DJ will be under the lay is visiting Alabama and Clemson as we speak. Currently. Actually, he's at Alabama right now. Right. He'll be here for a couple of days, and he'll be at Clemson, I want to say Thursday, Friday. So DJ actually has legit interest in those schools. People think, oh, DJ, SoCal kid. No, he is definitely interested in SEC 
ACC schools. And I think, Keith, that might be all. I, oh, like Washington, Go Darian Chase, Darian Camus Chase. took an official visit last weekend to the University of Utah. He's got an August 20th commitment date. Is he going to be a Husky? Husky and Oregon are the two schools, but okay. I think Husky. Yeah, I, I think, think so. my CB is, is pointing toward Washington right now. Okay. He, uh, Oregon also, he visited there unofficially. Like I said, he liked his Utah visit a lot, but I think Darian Chase is going to be a Husky. And that is it for recruiting notes. GB! Always. Abbreviated version, because it could have been a lot longer. Oh, man. Are man, you a lot me? of offers, We need man. a whole San Jose State show. San Jose State, Colorado State, UNLV in Nevada and Fresno my, State. That's my guy, and, Zoe uh, Carter, my guy, Sid Cormier at UNLV. Colorado State, I don't really have a guy over there, but... You know, they're, they are sneaking up the chicken coop. And they are going to get those offers out to these SoCal players. Yes. Nevertheless, GB, thank you for all that recruiting info. Congratulations, man, to all those guys with offers. But always remember, those offers can disappear as soon as they come. Yeah. You got to stay focused. You got to stay locked in. Continue, like you don't have an offer. Continue to work. And then put an exclamation point on your camp performance in the fall. You got to remember, offers normally mean they're interested. If they don't see the same thing and better in the fall in pads, that offer is adios, amigo. So you fellas, you young fellas, take heed to that info from Coach Keith. And uh, you guys keep that thing rocking and rolling. Right now, GB, we got to get to our sleeper of the week. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price, or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, our sleeper of the week this week is a little embarrassing. Hell's from St. John Bosco. I don't know if they have any sleepers. I don't think I don't think so. Everybody there was a five star coming out of uh, he has yet to he has yet to play it down. So technically, yes, people don't know about him outside of the St. John Bosco. Community. And outside of Netflix, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. So I want to give a big shout out and a big sleeper of the week to our guy, Maximus Gibbs. Big offensive lineman out of St. John Bosco, about six foot six, 350 plus. And uh, saw him at the Elite Camp at USC today, which was yesterday because we're recording on a Tuesday. But still a developmental project still a guy working on his foot speed foot quickness lateral ability his ability to stone guys at off first move stay with the redirect but i still like his upside he's only coming out of his freshman year he has three full more years of high school he will only get better i think he's gonna be a high level you know division one recruit big maximus if you're listening big fella Keep working. We see you. We like you. We want to love you. Keep battling. Keep working. You're going to get to where you want to go. Keep your head down and uh, keep fighting for reps in these drills and at these camps and on campus over there at St. John Bosco. So our Sleeper of the Week 2021 Office of Lyman, 6'6", 350-plus pounds, Maximus Gibbs out of St. John Bosco. Congratulations. Jimmy. It's time for a recap, my friend. Let's do it. Sunday. Sunday, it was the all-comers camp. All-comers. Everybody I stayed coming. home. I stayed home. I was you like, did. you know what? I've been before. I'm going to see the you same did. guys that I want to see on Tuesday. This is true. Sunday's a family day. I was the slappy that came out on Sunday, fresh off a plane from Sacramento. Shout out to the Pro Football Hall of Fame Showcase and Combine in Sacramento this past Saturday. But... Fresh off the plane, I was at SC. Got a chance to see the all-comers camp. <laughs> 800 guys in the first group, 900 guys in the second group. I didn't stay for the second group, GB. I only stayed for the first group. Got a couple standouts I want to make sure I shout out. 
First off, Makai Polk, MVP, wide receiver MVP, looked really good. I want you to imagine GB a added some added speed, power, and strength to that already six foot three frame that he was working with when he was down here in LA. Doing a great job being developed up north. Kai Polk looked really good running around. He got vertical. He got behind the defense multiple times, made big-time plays. Really liked him. Uh, another receiver, LV Bunkley, Shelton, shifty at the line of scrimmage. You talk about a smooth operator in the open field. He can get out of breaks quickly, Greg, get that separation. Hands like suction cups. Suck that ball right up. Pause. L.V. Bunkley, Shelton looked good to me. Kalani Washington, explosive slot guy, compact frame, but a big-time playmaker, made plays down the field, got behind people consistently. He's very, very difficult. Lateral and diagonal. The kid can get out of a break with extreme quickness. I thought he was a big-time player. Defensive backs, Stan Livingston, Stan Livingston, Lawndale High School, stood out for me. He's just got a knack. Greg, for understanding where a receiver is trying to go, running around for him, and then making a play on football. I know Stan's got good ball skills. His state, his tape uh, suggests as much, but he looked good at camp. Um, other defensive backs, I thought Alex Austin looked good. His makeup speed really stood out. A couple guys got separation, but when the ball's in the air, he's got a serious burst to close and finish. Alex Austin, Long Beach Poly. Looking good to me out there. Um, other defensive backs would include Cam Williams. Made some plays. I thought he looked clean in drills. Um, that's kind of what I got for you on Sunday. GB. I only that's got a Sunday, chance huh? to watch Sunday yeah. the receivers DBs. I was a little late coming off the plane. But uh, those are the guys who stood out for me. I'm probably missing a few guys, but those guys really stood out for me. So let's talk today then. Let's go with it. Elite camp, Hunter. Elite camp. Great, great size, great numbers, great talent. Elite kids on elite. Best on best. Best on best. You know who was really intriguing for me? Not just because of how good he looked, but what was he doing here? With South Carolina quarterback Ryan Helensky. Coach, why did I think the same thing? I didn't want to tweet about it, but I, I didn't tweet about it. I tweeted about him. Yeah. And I knew I was going to catch some flack from those South Carolina. Did you? Oh, did I? You, what were the responses you get? Wait, why is he there? That's what that was the response. Give me, they said, if you don't have a picture, then it's not true. You got one of those? I'm not going to confirm or, or deny that I have a picture of Halinski here at the SC camp, even though we may or may not be talking about him right now. But I thought he looked really good, GB. Yeah, no, he looked great. I thought he looked really good. He looked good. He was probably my favorite quarterback. Okay. Spinning the football. He looked good. Um, strength, touch, accuracy. Very accurate. But what was he doing here? <laughs> what was the South Carolina commit doing at the USC Elite? Maybe he just wanted to get some work. Maybe he wanted to throw to some elite receivers. Maybe. Nothing wrong with Maybe that. Maybe Calfor wasn't in town or yeah. he was sick or food poisoning, whatever case may be. Brian Lansky was. Tell you what, man. I know USC, USC wants to offer a quarterback. If I'm going to offer a quarterback based on today, I'm offering him. Now the question is, what is Ryan Helensky going to do with this offer if, hypothetically, it does come? Well, we we were at Orange Lutheran GB watching Helensky a few weeks back. There was a guy standing right behind him watching him, watching really close. Guy by the name of T. Martin. Just happens to be the offensive coordinator here at SC. Fast forward a couple weeks later, Ryan Helensky's on campus. He's throwing dimes. The Hall of Fame All-American quarterback, I see a, I see, and I can smell an offer coming up the pipe. Ryan Helensky, South Carolina Gamecocks. Coach Muschamp, got to hold on to your guy. Man, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, mean, I just talked to the kid at the Elite 11, and he sounded like he was rock solid in my commitment. He's recruiting vigorously for the Gamecocks. Devin Williams was rock solid to Oregon. He even went to their bowl game on his own dime. He hadn't committed yet to Oregon, though. Hey. He was just a heavy lean. <laughs> You call it a lead. I call it a commit. You, he hasn't it. actually put himself out there like Ryan Helinski has. Yeah, so I mean he's he is a he is as as committed as you can possibly be. He steered up the fan base there at, at at South Carolina. Man, they're all they're all Helinski hoping. Yeah, man. But here he was out there throwing it. He looked good, man. Look good. Hey, Bryce John looked good. Bryce John looked very good. Spinning it. 
arm was live. Live. Feet were good. Touch really good. was good. Yeah. Um, I like the freshman Tyler Buckner. Tyler Buckner. I thought he looked really From good. San Diego. Absolutely. Um, I saw Jake Garcia do some good things. Just talking about quarterbacks right now. Uh, who else we got? We got a list here. But I thought Jake threw some threw some good balls. I thought I thought Keaton Slovis, the USC commit, actually had some some good throws. Okay. He was the kid that's already committed there. Keaton Slovis. Keaton Slovis. I thought he had a good day. Yep. Um, who else you got? What do you got for quarterbacks? Uh, a couple lefties. Uh, I thought Flash. I thought David Baldwin flashed on a couple of throws. I thought Trillian Harris flashed on a couple throws. Showed some added athleticism outside the pocket. Um, Sam Heward. Sam Heward. Was a lefty. Uh, that's where that I was I going. was flashing. That's where I was going. He I was, was, leading, I was leading you into that. Okay, that was the name I was, I was that- missing. Met his mom, Julie, before the camp. Great lady. And Sam thought he looked really good. The 2021 kid out of Washington, the son of Damon Heward. There's a lot of Heward. I think Brock is probably an uncle. Yeah. There are, There's a whole bunch of them. Was Damon a lefty? I know Brock I know, was a lefty. Brock was a lefty. I don't remember Damon yeah. as well. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But no, look, good. good. Good group of quarterbacks, good group. which let's, you have to have. Let's go to the receivers. Yeah, I mean, I like Chris Hudson got the offer. I thought he deserved it. I thought he was probably the best guy. You know, we talked to Elias Ricks, who will be our Friday guest, and he said he was his MVP as far as the receivers. Yeah. I thought LV Bunkley was very good again. Um, I like Tariq Luckett. I thought Tariq Luckett looked pretty good. I just, I just, the one thing I think I want to see more from Tariq is just a little bit more separation speed. Yeah. I you agree. Know, he's got great hands. He's smooth, real smooth, yeah. polished. But sometimes when it's him and the DB running, balls in the air, you want to see a receiver just get that little, just that, just that, you don't need to get 10 yards, but just a little bit of separation. Beyond the length of the defensive back. Yeah, Absolutely. Just a little bit. But those are top, probably my top guys, unfortunately. Uh, I like Puka Nakua. He looked great in drills, kind of pulled up with a growing. Yeah, I was going to say, I would have loved to have seen him in, in more of the one-on-ones. Yeah. He only did the drills, and he's been having a groin issue for a while. I saw him in Vegas kind of tweak that thing as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he needed to kind of come in and have a dominant showing. Yeah. He's got an offer. Yeah. But I think for it to be like a full-on, hey. Committable. Yeah, he needed to come out here and, and really do well. I think he was on, on the way to yeah. doing that. And then he had to pull out and wasn't able to do the one-on-ones. Sure. So I'd take him. Yeah. I would take him in a heartbeat. A couple guys, you know, under the radar. Jamar Simpson. Yep. Man, you talk about explosive, Greg. He's got some juice. This kid is sudden. I mean, he's not now. He's right now. Really liked him. Spoke to a couple of guys that I that I trust as far as looking at receivers and evaluating. They say, hey, man, this dude right here, right now, he's very, very explosive. Fastest man at the... The Nike uh, mm-hmm. opening combine. And the USC camp on Sunday. And the USC uh, camp on Sunday. So, yeah, Simpson looked really good. Who else you got, GB? That's probably it. Yeah. I know there's some other guys, but those are probably the ones that kind of jumped to mind. What, running backs? Would you How say? about the eighth grade kid? With, oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be going to Jay Sarah next year. I don't have his name. Let's see if I can find him. I got a roster in front see of me. If you can find his name. Well, I'm looking though, but he looked good. Yeah, he's got good size. Yeah, he's about hands. six three. I, I believe yeah, he's, he's from the kid. OC Buckeyes. Played over there with our last week's one to watch. Noah Fafita. He was one of his outside targets. Kid's about six three. He's lean. He's long. He can make plays on the football. Needs to get bigger, stronger, faster. That'll happen over Jay said he did a great job developing wide receivers with my guy Jay Mitch over there coaching receivers. Um, they do an excellent job. So uh, I think I think it's Burnett. Go ahead. What's the first name? Uh, K-E-Y-A-N. Kian? 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 It might be Kian. Kian. Kian Burnett. Kian Burnett. That might be it. It's got him listed here as a tight end. Oh no, that's not he's not tight. He's a, he's a big kid. Yeah, but he's lean. Yeah, he's not that lean. You see him close up? I did. He's he's a little thicker than Okay. He's probably if if he's in the middle. Yeah. Like if I get like my steaks medium, I would say I want it more well than rare. Got you. I would say he's in the middle, but he's probably more well thicker than, than lean. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so he's six three. Maybe they feel like he could be a tight end in four years. Okay. Guy's yeah. just a freshman, right? But going to Jay Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, he looked good. All right, let's take it to uh, running back. Did you say Chris Street was your yeah. favorite running back today? So I had an epiphany. You had an epiphany. 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 Okay. About Chris Street. Well, first of all, it was a good running back group. I thought in terms of top talent. I want to start with Chris Street. 
I knew Chris Street was good. I watched him last year. He got the ball a little bit. I saw the hurdle and him running people over as a sophomore. I knew he was good, Greg. I did not know he was this good. I didn't know he was this dynamic. I didn't know his ability was this dynamic. I didn't know his feet were this electric. I didn't know <laughs> he had this type of explosiveness to his lower body in his game. I didn't know he had this type of ball skills and playmaking ability in the passing game. Chris Street, if you're listening, his, his partners, his family, his parents, you got a special football player. I'm telling you right now, this kid right here is LaShawn McCoy-esque. That's what I'm calling GB, LaShawn McCoy. As I'm going to compare a couple of these running backs to a couple of NFL players, but Chris Street, man, I was awed, shocked and awed by your ability. I think you are special, and I'm going to make sure the Hall of Fame Academy knows it. Can't wait to see you again, big fella. Jawan Collins, a young Marshawn Lynch. That's what I'm calling him, a young Marshawn Lynch, the 2020 running back out of Dorsey. Let me tell you, that 2020 group is loaded. Jawan Collins was explosive. He was aggressive. He was very good in the team setting in terms of finding creases, exploding up the field with his physical frame. Jawan Collins, he's got offers. He's got big-time talent. He's got the speed. Better look out for Narpon. They're loaded, GB. Hey, I'm tweeting as we speak here. We got to offer hot off the presses. It's a, it's a pretty good one. It's a pretty big one. I thought you were going to go with our South Carolina commit. No, no. <laughs> we got to decommit. Wow. No, we got a we got a kid who's not here today. It has nothing to do with the USC camp. Okay, go with it. But he's a kid who goes by the name of Logan Loya. Everybody loves him. Just got an offer from the Oregon Ducks. Logan Loya. So I'm tweeting it right now, which means it's going to be you know you're going to not know about this. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, because we're kind of okay. backward. But hey, Raymond! Raymond! Everybody loves Raymond, man. That dude's a baller, man. Dude, There's man. no doubt. I love it. I want to get it. back to our running backs, though. Uh, so, Jawan Collins, uh, him him, and Chris Street, both special running backs. The Sam Beast looked good in drills, looked physical out there, did a great job. Those three running backs in the 2020 class, man, they, they are all very, very good. And I was very impressed by all three at one point or another. There's no question about that. So Chris Street, I'm gonna I'm gonna rein you a little bit because I saw Lashawn McCoy in high school. Okay. I timed his forty. He was a four three guy. Okay. Street's probably a four seven guy. I don't so believe that. That's what he runs. I don't believe that. Okay. I that I didn't see a four seven guy out there. He's I saw more, he's more quick than fast. I agree. So he's probably a four two four one shuttle guy. Okay. In terms of straight line speed, straight line. He's not 4'3". Okay. He's not 4'4". Four, four. He's maybe on a good day a 4'5 guy. Okay. And I love Street. I've been watching him since 8th grade. Right. I think he's big time. Like we said, dude, got to get the ball to Street more. But they had Jacoby and, and using the rotation. Yeah. I think Street's good. And I like him. But McCoy, yeah. and at the same stage, same stage, was like... McCoy came to the Nike event as a sophomore. Didn't, didn't come okay. as a junior. Okay. He, he, was, he didn't, okay. didn't want to come. I'll go with that. Now, it was... A notorously fast track at Penn State. Okay. I don't even know about the Penn State. Their 40 times, they would run on a downhill Downhill. surface. Okay. And it was like, it was the old, it wasn't field turf. It was like, what do you call it? Like, not field turf. Before field turf came around, it was like the hard. Yeah, yeah, the hard turf. It was like running on cement. Yeah, 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 yeah. So McCoy. Yeah, great bounce off of it. Dude. So McCoy was flying. I timed his 40. And he was moving. So different level of explosives yeah. between those two guys, but I, I do like Chris Street quite a bit. I'm, in terms of make you miss, yeah. mixed with physicality, mixed He's, with lateral quickness, yeah. man, I see a lot of LaShawn Mich- McCoy. Street was very impressive. He's a thick kid. He's about he 190 now. He is. Um, and listen, hey, if he's 4'7 now, he's just coming out of sophomore year. Hey, Chris, if, if you're not running 4'4 by your senior year, I'll be surprised. Come get with Coach Keith. What are you going to do for? I don't Chris work for. Street I don't speed. work for free. But Chris Street, if you want to get speed coach, I think you can probably find a couple guys in the Orange County area. Might be a little bit more qualified than Coach <laughs> Keith. Come on. Yeah, listen, you can buy that drama if you want to, GB. But you can go check the resume. But let me tell you something, Chris Street. I was impressed. But Jawan Collins and Sam Beast, that 2020 running back group, GB. I'm telling you, it's very good. Very, very good. So DBs, DBs, uh, Lice Ricks, 
Rick's look good. He was good. Again, we have him on the show. Friday gets a little too grabby sometimes. At the top of the route. Un- unnecessarily. Doesn't he do? Sometimes when the route's over, he still will pull a guy. Yeah. And you're going to get called for that. Sure. In the Pac-12, especially if you want to play in the Pac-10, Pac-12. Some you got to learn. They will call you. Just don't grab unnecessarily. But um, he's always good. Clark Phillips. I thought struggled early on. I saw him get beat three or four times in a row on okay. the same route. Uh-huh. Um, what route was it? It was a little curl. Like okay. he kept he was kind of trying to read the guy and just it was it was they were all great throws. Yeah. Literally before the guy even got out of his break. Yeah. Turn, ball, Tough there. To deal with. Clark's coverage was was good. Yeah. I'm just not used to seeing anyone catch a ball on him, period. Yeah. Sure. So it was it was eye-opening to see anyone catch a ball on him. Yeah. More or less. I thought he was good like, in a team two, three session. In a row. The team session, I thought he was really good. Yeah, I like him when he's in the in the slot more. I like I him. I like him beating up those guys. Yeah. Just you know, he's got that build and that shiftiness and yeah. that physicality. We talked about Cam Williams a little bit earlier, but again, he's a safety that was playing some corner. I like him. I think he's. Uh, I think he's good. I think he's just kind of an underrated kid for whatever yeah. reason. I mean, I think he's a good athlete. He's a 39 vertical jump guy. Yeah. I've always been more of a vertical jump guy than a yeah, 40 at these been. at these camps at these yeah. events. I think it shows more explosiveness. He knows football. There was a kid. He's tough. Man. There was a. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, you're good. This thought just came through my head. There was a kid that had on some premium shorts, kind of a little short. A Brandon, little, was it Brandon Jones? No, but he was opposite of Brandon Jones on the other side. Okay. He had a short haircut. Hmm. I don't know who it was. I don't know what his name was. You got a, You didn't get a number? <sighs> no, I didn't get we, a number we on it. But more I know. Out of you, coach. I'm in my we, bad. We expect more out of you. But he had the premium shorts on. He, he was a little, kind of a little bit of a, a little bit of a build on a little hmm. buff kid. Hmm. But he was playing lockdown coverage yeah. on the opposite side of us. Um, he did a really nice job. So whoever you are, kid, and we'll find <laughs> out who you were. Brandon Jones was good. Yeah. So if it, if it was a premium kid, I'm sure we can find out really easily. Just talking to my guy, uh, Malik Jones. Um, Who's Malik, Malik Jones? James. <laughs> Malik James. I was looking at it. I was looking yeah. at Brandon Jones on my yeah, roster yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right now in front of me. I can't multitask. Um, I, I thought, I'm not sure if it was um, one of the Jurgenins. I'm not sure which one it was. Uh, the Proway kids. Yeah. I was with Derek Holmes watching the right. DBs. And there's you Isaiah. Said you them. Yeah, they were both good. Yeah, They were both really good. Um, who else impressed out of this DB group? Lyman? Did you see much of the Lyman? I did. Yeah? I did. Um, I thought Jonah Tuanu. Tuanu. Tawanu. Tawanu. Yes. Jonah looked really good. He looked like the most athletic offensive tackle over there. I know Jason Rodriguez kind of fancies himself as an athletic offensive tackle. I thought Jonah might have been a little bit more athletic to him. He showed a little bit more athleticism. I thought he had a little bit more knee bend. Jason was more bending at the waist, but I think Jason's a little taller, so it's going to be a little harder for him. But I thought Jonah and Jason looked good. Um, A kid who, I used to coach his older brother, Satoa Laumea. Uh, I used to coach his older brother, Fatu Laumea, at Compton. Hmm. And we kind of reconnected. I said, Satoa, I knew you when you were six years old. He said, Coach Miller, I know all the stories about you, you know. And he was out there. They looked really good. Played tackle, played guard. He got an offer from, I believe, Old Miss or Miss, I think Mississippi mm. State just last night. Okay. Really good football player, about 6'3 and a half, 6'4. Uh, I know his parents very well for the last 15 or so years. Uh, they were there on the sideline saying hello to his father. Uh, Miles Morale played center. Heading at guard. Okay. Um, thought he looked really good as always. Very difficult to win an edge on Miles. Just his feet are too quick. Keeps yeah. his shoulders square. Um, Drake Metcalf, I thought, looked good at times in one on one drills. Defensive side on the defensive line. Did you want to talk about any offensive no, linemen? You covered it. I like okay. those same guys. Defensive um, line group. Yeah. Um, wasn't the strongest. Wasn't the strongest by a long shot. For me, that group kind of lacked some star power. I thought Jake Jackson shined a little bit. Um, just the I defensive. Like, did you see Stanley Tafu? I did see Stanley Tafu. USC Tufu. commit. I did. He played on the edge. He had the little rat tail coming yeah, out of the he hair. Played, he played yeah. on the edge. Kind of got handled a little bit when I saw him. I didn't see every rep, though. Uh, but he's got a good-looking frame. See, when I saw him in the team drills, which they go like full on eleven on eleven. Yes, I like. He it. was he was in the back. Him and Jordan Banks were the two guys that flashed for me. Yeah, 
Like those two guys were just throwing kids around. Yeah, yeah, Tufu yeah. took a couple times. He took his lineman and he's a big physical. Literally, guy. yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, he just didn't just he didn't shine in one on ones. Yeah, pass rush. So. Um, in terms of the linebacker group, Justin Flo was yeah. a total animal. He was the best by a wide margin. He's like almost out of control, but not out of control. He's right on that edge of being out of control, and I love it. I just love it. It's I, uh, controlled recklessness. I don't know what you call it, but he's like right on the verge of murdering it's maniacal. somebody. Maniacal. Maniacal. He takes a step back. I like it. Just right on the verge of first degree murder and then one step yeah. back. I, I love, I love Flo. He gets a look in his eyes. Is that, that kind of looks like flow wild, the same wild look, eye? the same look that someone might give right before they, you know, that flow wild eye did like Roadhouse Dalton tore someone's throat out. No, I agree. I do. You talk about Jordan Banks. Yeah. Jordan, like, kid. Like he's Jordan. blowing up. Yeah. He's, he's, he's blowing a great up a lot. Frame, so, great body there. No, man. It was, it was a good group. Um, does that kind of wrap it up for us as far as positions? It does. It does. It does. It does. We kind of got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up here. here. But uh, really quickly want to shout out my one to watch. Uh, my one to watch. I really like this kid out of Sarah High School. Um, I think he has a tremendous upside. He's a 2021 20, kid, and he's a vertical threat. He's got a big time background in terms of track. I'm losing my man's name yeah, right I, now. I love this kid too. He's awesome. <laughs> Devin, what's Devin Asiasi? No, I'm missing this. Why am I missing Devin's last name here? My apologies, but Devin, he's a a, a sprinter on the track team. Why am I'm just I'm just drawing a blank. My bad, Devin. You are one to watch here. D nice. He's on Twitter. Is my guy D nice. But <laughs> Devin, next Sarah week, High School, 2021. I'm gonna make sure I shout week. you out again next week, Devin. You know what it is? These kids gotta use their names on Twitter. I've had so many college coaches that will literally say, "I can't find this kid. I want to offer him. I want to stay in touch." But the guy's name is like, you know, Joe Slappy, or they make up some fictional name. Kids, if you're listening and you want these coaches to find you. You gotta use your real name, your real first and last name, so coaches can find you. They are looking for you, Keith. You got my guy, Devin Kirkwood, man. Devin Kirkwood, twenty twenty one is my guy. His mom, Lachelle, she's a great person, terrific supporter of her son, Devin Kirkwood. You better watch out for him, man. He's one to watch. Twenty twenty one receiver, outstanding job in track, long, lean, and athletic. He's a ball skills kid. He's a jump ball guy. He'll be in the red zone making plays opposite LB Bunk, Lachelle, and Melquan Stovall. Devin Kirkwood, one to watch, 2021 out of Sarah High School. But that wraps it up for us on the Transparent yeah, We gotta go, baby. we gotta go. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool. Y'all be cool.